Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, July 14th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. How's everyone doing? How was your <clears throat> How was your Thursday? Or if you're on the West Coast, how's your Thursday going so far? You shall have a little bit more of your Thursday night left. So... I was just on the subway here uh, in Washington, D.C. Um, after a uh, after a Nats game, and I'm looking to see. And it was packed. I mean, it was packed. And I haven't been on I haven't been on public transportation like this in a long time, where it's packed. It was packed going because it was also you know like rush hour, and it was packed coming back because everyone leaving the game. And I was looking around just to see, quick, you know looking through to see who was wearing masks and who wasn't. And I'd say the overwhelming majority of people were not, but they were also very young people, a lot of young people. Most of the young people weren't wearing the masks. But what I did notice is I looked and I saw a, um, a family, um, mother, father, and I believe two kids, and they were masked. The mother and the father were masked and the kids were masked. And I thought to myself, these kids must be looking around everyone else on the, on the subway car and thinking, why do we have to wear these masks when no one else is wearing them? I don't understand. Well, obviously, they have to wear the masks because their parents wear masks and their parents make them wear masks. And so that's basically the case for many kids out there. If their parents are mask holes, then they have to wear a mask. If their parents are normal people, and not hypochondriacs, not sufferers of uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, then they don't have to wear masks. And we're in a, we're in a, we're in a, in a time now in this country, going on three years now, where this is the new normal. Where like, you know, it used to be, you know, if your parents said we have to go to Florida vacation, the kids had to go to Florida vacation. Often, if the parents were conservative, the kids would end up being conservative. The parents were liberal, the kids would end up being liberal. Now. I mean, you're influenced by your parents. Now we're in a situation where the parents, if they wear masks, the kids will wear masks. And the parents want to wear masks for the seven years, the kids will have to. The parents decide every flu season or every time the lamestream media tells them their cases are spiking, they put the mask back on. The kids will have to put the mask back on probably until they're at least 18 years old. So many of these kids will be wearing masks for a decade <clears throat> or longer. And... Sticking with the sports theme, being at the at the uh, at the Washington Nationals game. By the way, they absolutely suck. Nice ballpark, awful team, goodness. And but I, you know, I digress. I digress. But sticking with the sports theme, you see, as I have uh, the heading of this show, people might be wondering what is Mike talking about when he says sports has been the leader of lockdowns and vaccine mandates. Sports. I thought it was like. Fauci. I thought it was like Biden. I thought it was like Newsom and Trudeau and so on and so forth. But no, what people seem to forget is going back. Let's go back two and a half years to March of 2020. What, March 10th, March 11th, 12th, right around that time, second week of March of 2020? It was sports that locked down before politicians made businesses lock down. Sports led the way. So this was March of 2020. So we're talking about all the sports were playing, right? In March of 2020, we had baseball and spring training. 
we were well into the hockey season, well into the basketball season. The only thing that wasn't going on uh, that had ended the month before was football. So it was the NBA, MLB, and NHL. And they all basically within, what, a day or two, maybe 48 hours of each other, all ended their seasons. I mean, they didn't say their seasons ended, but we knew they were going to end or they came back months later in a ridiculous form where it wasn't a real season. But it was baseball, foot, it was baseball, hockey, and basketball. And of course, all those collegiate sports too. We're talking about the three major sports that led the way that stopped playing, that basically locked their seasons down. And that gave the politicians the idea or the right to say, well, that happened. Let's lock all of our businesses down. Let's force people inside. Let's lock down small businesses. Let's lock down companies. Everyone's going to have to work from home if they can. And if you can't work from home, you're shit out of luck. So it was sports that led the way for, man- for, for lockdowns. It was also sports that led the way for vaccine mandates with vaccine, needing vaccine proof to get into a game or needing vaccine proof to play, even to play, needing vaccine proof. It, the sports organizations, the owners never said, fuck this. This is the, this doesn't make sense. Even the right wing ones never said, this doesn't make any sense. We're not going to do this. They said, fine, we'll do vaccine mandates. We'll do vaccine passport systems. We'll make our fans show their vaccine status to get in. We'll make our players get vaccines to play, to earn a living, to feed their families, to take care of their families. Sports, with the power they had, with the power these millionaire and billionaire owners had, could have put a stop to all that. But it got worse under them. It got worse under them. And what we're seeing now is this is continuing. Some people didn't know that. But the, the, where the, the baseball trade deadline is coming up in a couple of weeks. And the New York Yankees were looking at getting a player named Andrew Benintendi, who used to be on the Boston Red Sox, now on the hapless Kansas City Royals. And there's been talk about getting him at the trade deadline. But there's a problem. The problem is Andrew Benintendi is not vaccinated. Now, Andrew Benintendi, I shouldn't even know that. I shouldn't even have that information to give you. Understand? I shouldn't even have that information to tell you that Andrew Benintendi is unvaccinated. Because we have something in this country called medical privacy, which, of course, the Democrats love to talk about when it comes to abortion. They love to talk about medical privacy. You and your doctor. You and your doctor. You and your doctor only. When it comes to abortion, when it comes to killing an unborn child, then medical privacy is all the rage. But when it comes to vaccine status, medical privacy doesn't matter anymore with a vaccine that does nothing. The worthless vaccine that never stopped the spread of one virus germ. So Andrew Benteni is unvaccinated, evidently. And this would mean that he could not play in Toronto. Now you're wondering, what is that? I thought the Yankees were going to get him. Well, yes, the Yankees did want to get him, but they still have a few more regular season games in Toronto, which I don't think really matters. But there's a chance, although the way the Blue Jays are playing, it's becoming less and less a chance every day. In fact, their manager was just fired. But there's still a chance. There's a chance, an outside chance, that the Yankees would play the Blue Jays in a playoff series. And if that was to happen, Andrew Penintendi could not play 
in the games in Toronto. Now, this is all kind of stupid because the odds that the Yankees will play the Blue Jays in the playoff series are very, like I said, they're not great and they're becoming slimmer every day. And even if they did, it would most likely be a best of five series with the Yankees having home field advantage, meaning the only games that would be played in Toronto would be a game three and maybe a game four. So one game for sure, maybe, 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 maybe two games. So to not make a trade for a guy that's going to help you through many games, through 99% of the games, for a couple of games possibly, is kind of stupid and short-sighted, but it's kind of also beyond the point. Andrew Benintendi wouldn't be able to play in Toronto because of Justin Trudeau, because uh, Hitler Trudeau, fascist Trudeau, is still keeping the policy of all, everyone in Canada has to be vaccinated to work. Everyone has to be vaccinated in Canada. Let me say that again. It's July of 2022. We know the vaccines do not stop the spread. We've known the vaccines don't stop the spread for well over a goddamn year now. Well over a goddamn year. He's gotten it like three times, the fucking little prick. What is what is four jabs? The little playboy prick. The black the man in blackface who gets away with it because he's a liberal. So we've known this for a long time now, the vaccine zone stops. But yet Justin Trudeau still has his fascist policy. Still has his fascist policy where you have to be vaccinated in order to make a living and support your family in the entire country of Canada, 35 million people. So any athlete that comes there has to be vaccinated in order to play there. This is never-ending hypocrisy and just total idiocy. And, of course, the sports journalists, put journalists in quotes, the sports journalists have done nothing, absolutely nothing, they have not questioned it, just like every other journalist. They haven't questioned it. They, they, don't, they, they don't criticize it. They don't write articles about it. They simply state it as a fact, which it is a fact. But when you state it as a fact, you're almost saying, like, this is okay. This is normal. Andrew Benintendi can't go to the Yankees because he couldn't play in Canada in a possible big game, a playoff game or two. And that's it. And they don't mention, they don't mention P.S. We now know that. Vaccines don't stop the spread of COVID. They don't even say that. They don't even just simply state that absolute lead pipe cinch science reality fact. Not at all. But this has been part, the, the sports quote unquote journalists have been part of this woke sports media. The sports media is the most woke media of any media. The sports media is more woke than MSNBC or CNN. The sports media has pushed lockdowns, pushed vaccine mandates, pushed woke agenda, pushed woke policies, whether it be kneeling or or not not coming out for the national anthem or whatever it may be. They have promoted all of them. They promote stories of players who say they wouldn't play for a team that doesn't have gay pride night. And they promote that story as though that's a positive story. This is like a positive story to talk to people about. So it's, 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 you have the only conclusion you can come to is that this is a total effort 
by the mainstream media, all facets, including the sports media, to push a narrative, to push a false narrative, to push an evil, sinister agenda. Remember, these are the same people who are saying it's conspiracy theorists who say even the sports journalists said we were all conspiracy theorists when we said in 2020 that this would continue into sports in 2021. Then when we said in 2021, this would continue, continue in sports in 2022. They all said, no, absolutely not. Then in 2020, they said there's no way there's going to be vaccine mandates or passports or that or testing in 2022. Two years from now, not going to happen. You're crazy. Things will be back to normal by then because the vaccines will get us there. And the masking will get us there. This is what they said. And of course, like the rest of the media, like the rest of journalists, they would have been full of shit. And now on top of this, we now have, I don't have to take it out, Babs Farrar, the walking dead zombie of L.A. County, the L.A. County health czar, saying that come July 29th, so Two, coming two weeks from now, she's putting back the indoor mask mandate. It's such an emergency that she's doing it in, in two weeks. What do you say about us conspiracy theorists now? Really, what do you say about us conspiracy theorists now who said this would never end? Who said they would end them, bring them back, end them, bring them back? Play it like a piano, not even like a piano, like a string, like a dummy on the end of a string, like a doll on the end of a string. A marionette. That's what I'm looking for, like a marionette. When we said that, people said we were nuts. This would not happen. You wouldn't have a mask mandate in late summer 2022. No way they would bring it back again. No way they bring it back again. No way they bring it back again and again and again and again and again. And this walking zombie, this person who belongs in a hospital, only in California, in the United States of America, in the communist state of California, would a person who obviously looks like she belongs in a hospice be able to control the lives of millions of people at her whim? Put the mask on. Put the mask on. Take them off. Put the mask on. Take them off. Put the mask on. Take them off. And yet, this woman, who looks like she's on death's door, is giving health advice to millions of people. Not health advice. Health mandates. You must do what she says, because look at her, how healthy she is. And from what I understand, the way things work, the city council in Los Angeles could fire her, but they're feckless losers. They're feckless shit liberals who let her do run rampant and do whatever she wants after she proves over and over again everything she does is a failure. Her vaccines are a failure. Her masks are a failure. Everything she does is a failure, just like Fauci, just like Biden. Everything is an unmitigated disaster and a failure. And yet they let her continue to do it when they could simply fire her. They could simply say, no, this time we're not doing this anymore. This is getting ridiculous. And you're fired. And that would end mass mandates in the entire country, you see, because then 
notice would be served that if you're going to act in this anti-science, absolutely insane fascist way, you will lose your job. But the L.A. City Council, a bunch of feckless, woke, shit liberals, shit for brain liberals. So they'll never fire her. In fact, they'll gladly put their mask back on, as many liberals in L.A. will gladly put their mask back on. And the restaurant owners who are shit liberals will gladly have their customers do it, and they'll gladly lose business. This is what a submissive fool does. This is what a submissive loser does. They ruin their lives on the orders of a walking dead zombie. A walking dead zombie controls their lives, and they let her do it. They let her ruin their businesses. They let her destroy their families. How do you do that? How do you live like that? How do you live with that? How do you go to sleep at night? How do you go to sleep at night? So you see that when you talk about the establishment and we talk about the sports establishment or the sports journalist establishment or the political establishment, they're all in on this together. They're all, they've, they've, they're all in on this together. They've got their marching orders of this great reset new world order, and they're going balls to the wall with it. It doesn't matter that they're going to lose in November. It doesn't matter that Democrats are going to get destroyed in November. It does not matter. They continue to do it. And you can do it in L.A. because they'll vote for the Democrat anyway. They would, you know, Barbara Farrar, she is not elected. But believe me, if she were an elected position, they would vote for her again. Give us more, Babs. Give us more. Give us more, Dominatrix. Give us more. We want to take more pain, more suffering. It's really uh, pathetic. The people in this country, many of them on the left, they're so pathetic. They look to the government for help. They look to the government, please help us. Oh, please, government, please tell us what to do. What do we do? We're so upset. Oh, we're so afraid. We're so scared. Please tell us what to do. Tell us what to do. Give us our directions, big government. This is pathetic. It was the actual opposite of what the founding fathers wanted. The founding fathers, if they knew that this $330 million, 330 million person country were occupied by so many of these people, they would, they would set up shops somewhere else. They'd set up, maybe they'd go to Great Britain and set up shop there. Because this is absolutely pathetic. It's really, like I said, the exact opposite of what the founding fathers wanted with the U.S. Constitution, which was the people with the power over the government. The people, we the people, we the people. Power over big government. Not big government telling we, the people, what to do. And so, and so here we are. Here we are, once again, almost back to square one. And so we ask, we ask, what is the end game? What's the end game, Babs? The answer, we've asked this question many times, 
But the answer is pretty simple. The end game is not, is no end game. There's no end game. Because end game would mean end of power. And when end game means end of power, they go back to their meaningless lives and their meaningless existence. So this, there is no end game. As long as they're in power, they will do this whenever they want. Whenever they say the cases have spiked, they will do this. Whenever they say flu season's back, they will do this. Whenever they want, they will do this. They won't have to prove anything as they never have. They've never had to prove vaccines work. They've never had to prove anything. They've never had to prove mass work. They've never had to prove anything. They've never had to prove that asymptomatic spread. They've never had to prove that people under 80 aren't dying. They've never had to prove anything. Nothing. Nothing. Why not? Because the feckless, loser, submissives let them do whatever they want. And they don't demand any answers. They don't ask any questions because they don't demand any answers. Well, you know what? You get the representation you deserve. But as I said in yesterday's show, the, the flaw with that thinking that you get the representation you deserve is many of us don't deserve it because we didn't vote for it. So we didn't vote for it. So what do we have to do? We have to leave these states, right? We have to leave these states. The liberals are making us leave these states. But the liberals don't agree with people having to leave a state to get an abortion and go to another state. Why not? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Once again, I was always pro-choice. Now, up yours. Now, go to the other state. Just the way you're forcing me to leave a, a state, to live in normalcy. I'm going to force you to go to another state to get an abortion. States' rights. States' rights. See, this is the game we play here. I'm no submissive. I'm no lemming, okay? I don't just... There's a quid pro quo in this world. And when I've backed you, me, backing Democrats, progressives, on the stuff like abortion for so long, and medical privacy, and, uh, and bodily autonomy, and then you just screw me on this when it comes to vaccines, that's it. I'm, our relationship is done. I'm done backing you up. Now I'm going to fight you. Now I'm your enemy. You have made me your enemy. And the Democrats have made many, many Democrats not only not want to vote for them anymore, but hate them, despise them. So in, in normal times, when, like, say, a party like Democrats get pissed off at Democrats or Republicans sour on Republicans, often when elections come, those people just, like, stay home. They stay home, right? You always hear that. Well, there's not much enthusiasm in this party this year, so they'll stay home. But, see, that's not what's going to happen this November. That's the problem the Democrats have because former Democrats like me are going to come out and vote against them, vote for Republicans, gladly, enthusiastically vote for the opposite party. That's the Democrats' problem. Democrats aren't staying home. They're voting for Republicans now. And, of course, as always, the swing, the 50% swingers, the independents, are going to vote heavily for Republicans this time around. So, but that's what, but this is what all of this has done. 
This is what all of this has done. And when does it end? Like I said, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. Because in the city like New York, you can, they kick out, well, they don't kick out, his term ended, de Blasio. And he had run again. If he had to run again, he would have won again. They all complain about that. They all give lip service to how much they hated him. But they would have voted for him again if it was a choice between him and a Republican. But instead, they put in Eric Adams, and he's just as bad, if not worse, than de Blasio. So it never ends because one, what is that? Remember the song? Was a new, new boss, same as the old boss. That's what it comes out to. New boss, same as the old boss. New boss, same policies as the old boss. So it, it doesn't end in places like San Francisco. It never ends in places like Los Angeles. It never ends in places like Chicago or D.C. or Philly or Boston or New York. And you get the point. Because they're always going to vote for Democrats. They're always going to vote for Democrats. And all Democrats are the same mind where they have to wear masks because they believe Republicans don't. They need to do mask mandate. They need to do vaccine mandates because they believe Republicans don't get vaccines. All this stuff is absolutely uh, false, by the way. It's very mixed. But the vaccines especially. The mask maybe not. <clears throat> but we know that Democrats would hate masks if Trump wore masks. If Trump led the way in, in wearing masks, Dem- Democrats would absolutely hate masks. They would, they, would think it's a, they would think it's MAGA to wear masks. So they're entrenched in their idiocy. They're entrenched in their absolute idiocy. In their, in their, anti, in their anti-science idiocy. Just to, just to prove, just to prove how anti-Trump they are. And this is going to continue with these morons like Barbara Farrar. Absolute morons like Barbara Farrar. And Joe Biden, who can't even find a seat. He's got to be told what, where, where to sit, how to sit, who to talk to, what questions to ask. He needs to be told these things. These things need to be told to him. And it's incredibly sad. It's absolutely sad and incredibly sad and and very depressing. But this is where we are now. This is where we are now. This is the, the civil war we're in in this country. This is the civil war we are in in this country. And it's going to get to the point where People are going to get so fed up that there is going to be an element of violence in this because there's going to be a revolution. I remember my old professor in, in, in college, we were talking. This was a city college, Staten Island. And we were talking about revolutions and history and when things have really changed, you know, when things have changed, when there's been major change. And he said, Mike, you know, there's really – Never been a real revolution, a real change without some element of violence. Might not be total violence, but there's some element of violence, right? And we can, and he's right. Gay rights movement, civil rights movement, there's always been some element of violence. Of course, in their major revolutionary wars, which are very bloody, but there's always been some element of violence to every revolution and every period of change. And what these lousy liberals are doing is they're, they're forcing the issue now with this. 
They're forcing the issue. And they're going to create a civil war based on this, based on stupidity, basically, based on anti-science, voodoo, medieval medicine stupidity. Just because they need to draw that lie in the sand between them and MAGA. Because they need to be so, you know, anti-MAGA. And this is incredibly depressing. I mean, we've, we've seen civil wars. We've seen things like this. We've, we've seen revolutions happen based on, like, real things that matter. If you go back in history, right? Even, even the ones I just mentioned, the gay rights movement, the civil rights movement, the civil war. I mean, these, these are things that really matter. And the Democrats are actually going to push this. They're going to make this happen based on anti-science voodoo, like masking and, and vaccine mandates for a germ. It's incredibly pathetic, but they've pushed it. We have tried to tell them to stop. We've tried to tell them enough is enough. We've tried to tell them there needs to be an end game or an exit strategy. And they simply haven't listened. They simply haven't listened. So maybe that's the end game. Maybe there's some kind of a revolution that's the end game. Because if they think we're just going to continue to take this, we're going to continue to be manipulated like marionettes. I mean, they have another thing coming. They really do. But they keep pushing and pushing. It's like someone who has a big mouth, you know, and won't shut up. And they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And you tell them, stop, stop. You're invading my space. You're, you're invading my territory. You make me feel uncomfortable. And they keep doing it. And they keep doing it and keep doing it. And finally, you have to push back. And sometimes there's violence involved. And that's what the Democrats are doing. That's what the Democrats are doing. And I don't think the election is going to save them from that because they don't seem to want to be saved from that. They will do this up until, during, and through the election. And we know part of this is also for the mail-in ballots and to get the election outcomes they want. Of course, we know they've seen that's the new way and it seems to have worked for them so far. So, like, why, why stop now? Really, why stop now? You know, and so I think it's really going to come down to us saying enough is enough. Bernie would always say that, right? Enough was enough. Enough was enough. I, you know, he would always – I never understood exactly what he was talking about. I, I assumed he meant capitalism, enough capitalism. I mean that's basically what he was saying, I think. But I think when we say enough is enough now, we're talking about enough is enough with you forcing your mental issues on us. You forcing your psychological issues on us. That's it. That's over now. And you can't play the game of for the greater good. For the greater good. Now we're talking about for the greater dumb. We're talking about for the greater idiot. And that's it. And once again, we can talk all the facts we want, and they don't seem to care. The facts don't matter. The facts do not matter to them anymore. 
right now going over uh, by the way net right now as, as I speak to you as I do this show in LA County there is a current indoor mask requirement for healthcare settings public transit transit hubs long-term care settings shelters and cooling centers correctional facilities when required by a business or employer outbreaks at work sites and during the 10 days after a COVID diagnosis or exposure. Of course, total unmitigated idiocy. Additional indoor requirement after LA County in high COVID-19 community level for two consecutive weeks. Shared office space, manufacturing, retail, indoor event spaces, indoor areas and restaurants, bars, indoor areas at children's programs, indoor areas in educational settings, early childhood care, summer school, and higher education. This woman is a total fucking idiot, a total fucking moron. And the citizens of L.A. are letting her get away with it. Well, we'll talk more about her tomorrow. As this uh, latest edict just came down, I think, a few hours before I went on the air here. So it'll it'll people will pick up on it. And of course, L.A. being the second largest city in the country, the largest city on the West Coast, People will start talking about this more, I'm sure, I'm sure, over the upcoming days. Remember, they scream emergency. Health, they scream health emergency, just like Hitler screamed health emergency about certain people. It's the same idea, people. It's the same thing. I know there are no camps. I know people aren't being forced into gas chambers. I know, believe me. But the, the mentality is the same. The idea is the same. Using a health issue and a fake health issue. This is a fake health issue. Just like calling the Jews unhealthy was a fake health issue. It's a fake health issue. And it's using health emergency in quotes to control your lives. So it's the same thing. And I can say they got it from Hitler. They got it from him. Because he did the exact same thing. And we said they would punish people two years ago. We said there'd be punishments. We never said there'd be uh, internment camps and gas chambers, but we said there'd be punishments such as you can't work, such as you can't support your family, such as you can't go to a Broadway show, such as you can't go here and you can't go there and this place and that place. We said this and you said we were crazy and it would never happen. I'm going to end on that note. I'm Micah Chopoli. This has been in Let's Be Heard. Thanks for listening. Uh, Remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. See you tomorrow.